getting ready to seize your first opportunity to come into the ring and start grandstanding and hot-dogging, yeah! I can't help it that I look good, smell good, woo, can't dance all night long. When we speak, our voices are heard, we all say, I bring it. Welcome to one of the hottest webcast shows of pro wrestling. Welcome to Malice Smack Talk, the one podcast that will not draw number 30 in the Royal Rumble because we like to fight for it. Thank you very much. I am your host, Masonic Vader. With us tonight, like always, we have the bearded master, Marty. What's up, everybody? Simple as that. And then we've got Mind Freak zooming in and out on his camera. Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody! Now I'm back. What's up, everybody? Glad to be here. Let's get it. Woo. Man, so it, it, it is... Uh, we've mentioned this in pet cast before. It's getting a little weak sauce on the, uh, the news right now. Uh, we've got Royal Rumble happening two weeks away, which is good, but, you know... It's all said and done. There's still a lot of buzz going on from last week with AEW and everything. So I thought this week we'd just be uh, talking about some of the big news that happened over the last week, uh, the hand-picked ones, and then we'll go through a couple matches and everything, uh, and then we'll rock it. So first of all, as we start off, well, as we always do, we want to thank Malice Court for allowing us to, uh, to do this cast every week. Uh, check them out, Malice-Corp. Uh, you can check out the website. There's all the podcasts we've done prior to, plus all the other podcasts that are from the uh, Malice Corp uh, family of brands, if you want to call it that. Uh, you've got the main uh, podcast, which is happening Friday night. So tomorrow, uh, Friday at 8 p.m. on Twitch. That's the um, that's the main podcast there. You also have Quest for 100, uh, Comics for All, Nerd Mosh Pit, wonderful wonderful podcast and of course you'll find some great articles on there as well so definitely check it out uh and also participate in the poll if you're watching this there's a poll going on till friday night pick glow that's all i gotta say gotta plug that in man um so like i was saying guys week it was through i, I think the biggest thing that came through this week uh, is going to be the nxt uk uh takeover that they did in blackpool uh it was it was very hyped up uh it was the first one they're going to be doing obviously a lot of weight on their shoulders because of the fact that the nxt brand has been solid since uh since inception especially when they've been doing the takeovers um i watched it i i could tell you right now that if you've read any articles about it or if you have uh just kind of looked up results and everything everything you're reading the a pluses the grades everything spot on in fact you could even go as far as giving a thousand percent to the fans because as we've mentioned before watching some of these uk events and everything that they do the fans in england are phenomenal i hope you guys watch our show at least somebody does and throw it out there because i man you guys are great i half the time will watch just to listen to you guys chant it's it's incredible uh the 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 matches there was only five of them but surprisingly, all five of them were could have been headline matches for any regular pay-per-view matches or uh, pay-per-view events. You start off with uh, the tag team titles. First UK tag team titles, it was Gibson and Drake versus Mustache Mountain. Uh, 
they started with it. It was almost like having Zach. Uh, it was almost like having Seth Rollins coming out and just starting your uh, Monday Night Raw. They they came full go. Uh, were you were you guys able to see some of the clips from that and everything? No, I haven't seen any clips on that one yet. Uh, the only clips I've been able to see is some of the Storm Ripley match and then the Pete Dunne Joe Coffey, and obviously some a little bit just a little bit of the valor showing up i um, haven't had a chance to sit down and watch it yet though yeah there's a lot of wrestling going on my freak did you get to see it uh like uh, i saw some of the uh, tidbits and clips from yeah the, like from all the show and it's like you said i mean even on the clips i saw it was like the energy was there even though they only had five matches from the clips i did see with it 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 tore the house down it was uh, what you expect of an nxt show not having many matches and and all the matches just delivering and the fact that it, you know being the first takeover for NXT UK it just kind of hit home and not necessarily kind of at the standard but it, it brought what you expected of an NXT show to bring and that's just sheer like amazing not necessarily potential but just like just awestruck um, and then the energy that the fans bring and all that stuff they were into it overall like you said great show yeah so if you watch the mad uh, when you get a chance to watch them when you start off with the tag team it was it was great uh everyone was anticipating uh mustache mountain to win spoiler alert they don't uh but of course if you're watching this you've already seen it if you're a wrestling fan um <laughs> 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 uh, but i will tell you right now that i've 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 been introduced to uh Mustache Mountain, since they brought UK into it, uh, man, Severin, that guy's getting up there in age, but man, it, it, he's like a fine wine. He's just getting better. He might not have the body of a freaking twenty-year-old, but that guy's busting his ass in that. It, it, he was awesome. Got butts busted open, and he still went through. And I mean, that guy takes Ric Flair freaking uh, damage. You know, back in the day when Ric Flair would get tossed off the top rope and everything else, just get beat the snot. He is UK's version of Ric Flair when it comes to taking damage, and uh, it was a great match. They uh, Tyler Bate and Severn did a great job. They thought Bate was going to get the first uh, tag team titles because he won the first uh, championship, but you know what? When it came down to it, Gibson and Drake came through. Uh, followed up with uh, Finn and Jordan. Uh, it wasn't supposed to be Finn, but Jordan did a little uh, shadiness and knocked out his opponent for it. And, and out of nowhere, because they had an idea what happened, Finn Balor showed up. And, man, the minute Finn Balor's music hit, that place went crazy. I think there, I think it fits about 16,000 people, if that. I, I, and that's probably overshooting it. But it sounded like it was uh, double in sound. Finn Balor, obviously, from there. And I think this was his first opportunity going back to the U.K. since he's been with WWE. Uh, he ends up pulling the win. Mastis and Demis. Uh, that was that was a good match. Uh, probably out of all of them, probably the weakest of them. But still, uh, kudos to Demis, man. That dude's got some strength. He's a big, tall, lanky guy, and he's picking Mastiff, which is at least three fifty. He's picking up. There's even a couple times when you go back and watch it, his legs are shaking like jello, like how much weight he's lifted. So, um, which finishes off the last two, the title matches. And uh, you know what? I'm just gonna scoot this up slightly. That's right. <laughs> nice. right. Tony Storm comes in, takes her championship, the championship she should have had to begin with. Ray Ripley, though, I, I'm giving her props, man. I every time I watch her wrestler, wrestle, she gets get better and better, man. And uh, and she she's 
the size of her and, and, and the move sets she, she has and the quickness. Uh, I see big things with her happening. Uh, did, you guys saw some of the, the clips from those matches. What did you guys think from what you saw in the clips? Um, I, I yeah, I thought it was from what the parts I saw was a great match. Um, uh, good back and forth. Um, the most thing, the one I, I'm just excited that that Tony Storm got the title. She's been doing her, giving her dues. Rhea Ripley's been a fantastic, you know, champion and superstar for the for the WWE and basically uh, bridging that that roster in the UK division out there. Uh, but Tony Storm, ever since they signed her, you know that she was going to go straight to the top, and she's there. Um, to be honest, I don't want her to have this title for too long. Um, just get a nice little run with it because I I do want to see her on the main roster, and I would want to see her in the main roster before SummerSlam. Um, whether that's going to happen, or not, I don't know. But I think she's a talent that gives her six months on the UK division, uh, NXT division, and then just makes that jump. And she, I think, when it comes to the second half of the year, we're going to see NXT women's. Uh, basically deplete itself and bring some women to the main roster, especially right before SummerSlam or uh, before uh, SmackDown goes to Fox. Yeah. And to kind of go with that, how cool would it be if she went to SmackDown and her first feud was with the man? Uh, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> Tony Storm is the future. Now, I would like to see her six months or less. I have a feeling it's going to be closer to end of year kind of thing. And the only reason why I'm saying that is because when you take her and Rhea Ripley off the show, their their division's a little like they're they're building it up. Like there's some if you're a UK fan, you know a lot of the wrestlers. If you're outside the UK, you're not going to know them as much. Rhea Ripley's coming around really fast in WWE because of the great performances she's had through the May Young Classic and now NXT UK. Tony Storm was big before she got signed by the WWE. She was winning uh, multiple championships around the world. Uh, she already comes with a fan base. Like I said, this is not WWE merchandise right here. This is from overseas. And uh, she's going to come in and she's going to blow the roof off, but they're going to need to hold on to her a little longer than what we want because UK NXT UK has to get their feet grounded. They have a good start. But this is just the beginning, especially since there's only five matches on their first takeover. So, I, I well, I mean, in theory, you know, we just had NXT takeover not too long ago, and they only had five matches, also. So, I mean, we have NXT takeover coming up um, this coming weekend, and I mean, we don't have. I don't think there's much. There's, I think there's only five matches on that card, also. So, the NXT brand, you're looking at between five and six matches per yeah. card, anyways. Yeah, it's 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 gonna be awesome to see her and eventually Rhea get over there uh, because yeah, that's that's talent waiting to freaking. Well, and I mean they both have been going doing basically both brands. They've been doing NXT UK and NXT. Yeah. Um, I had friends that were at the NXT in Atlanta this you know week and a half ago, and uh, Tony Storm wasn't there, but Rhea Ripley was wrestling on the card. So I mean, and obviously Tony Storm's been doing some regular NXT stuff too. So even though their their mainstay UK. Uh, they're they're being seen on both places because they just have that name and that clout that people want to see them and people will continue to come to watch them. Yeah, kudos to Finn Balor, dude. That dude's put some miles on for the last couple weeks, man. Uh, well, he travels out to UK and does that, and then he and he shows up on Monday Night Raw and ends up uh, 
doing something which we'll talk about here in just a second because I we got one more match on UK which I think was a scene uh, a, a scene uh, stealer potential match of the year already. We talked about it last week. Uh, Pete Dunn versus Coffee. Holy crap! That uh, Pete Dunn is is the longest current champion in WWE over six hundred days. Coffee, man, he gave Pete Dunn the max. Like it, it, it was, it was a thirty. It had to have been at least a thirty-five, if not forty-minute match. It was forty-three. Long, forty-three. There you go. So it was a long match, and just when you thought each wrestler hit their move, it got they kicked out and they kept going. I swear, I think Pete Dunn hit his first move about twenty-five minutes in. Coffee hit his five minutes later, and they still gave each of them like three more of those after the fact. It was going on and on, and the fans were cheering. They wanted them to fight forever. It was it was by far one of the better matches I've seen. And uh, Pete Dunn did uh, end up coming out with the championship on that. Your guys' thoughts on that on that uh, on that match? Because I know you probably saw more of the highlights of that one. Yeah, I mean, it yeah. just it was like you thought it was going to be over. The the false finishes. Here's what I'm I'm not really the biggest fan of false finishes when they do it too many times, but when it's done correctly. I'm on board because it tells a story. And when yeah. it's leading to that story, it means something. Um, I've been talking about coffee, I want to say, damn near almost the entire year because the guy just has a presence on him that says that the shows he should be there and be at that high level. Um, to be honest, I was not expecting Pete Dunn to win this match. I thought they, I, I mean, I, we, I know we talked about that, you know, I wasn't expecting him to win it, but he easily could put him over to keep him because nobody would be expecting it. And they did that route. Um, but he's over 600 plus days with the championship. That's fantastic. We, I mean, we don't see that very often. I don't think it's because they don't have the talent. I think it's because they're really just giving it to him. Um, yeah. they, they, Cause they absolutely have the talent on that, on that UK men's roster. Uh, but to the, the fact the way he did lose was not expecting that at all. Yeah, absolutely. And like with the whole thing, like, like, you know, 600 days plus fantastic, but also it goes to show like, Hey, you've had this belt for 600 days. This is what we're trying to build NXT UK to be this high octane, high adrenaline type, you know, show that NXT is known for. And the fact that they have that much trust in Pete Dunn to let him continue with the belt for a while, just goes to show a lot of stuff about him and that British strong style is still strong out there. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I do remember, I do remember he came out uh, when he first hit NXT he came out, just a bad guy, just pissed off the world. No one the cares. The way. <laughs> exactly. And, and he wins his championship. And the first thing I remember about him when he wins the championship is he comes out and the belt's in his mouth and he's dangling it and stuff. It's like I've never seen this guy do uh, anybody do this. And 600 days later, he's no longer he's no longer your uh, bad guy. He's your he's not even a face though. He's almost a, a UK Stone Cold. And he but he doesn't go around talking smack. He just comes out and does his job. And it's like what they mentioned about his tattoo on his knee, man. If you get a tattoo on your knee like that, dude, you know you're a badass. And that's what he's been doing. It's been all by the work in the ring. And when you watch this guy in the ring, his work is phenomenal. Like I'm looking forward to him to switch over the, uh, to the main brand as well because I could see him having some serious matches with the likes of uh, Samoa Joe. Uh, anybody who's ready for a bruising match, who wants to throw punches and everything, he's the type of guy you want to have. And he has the skill set to be actually hit the air and actually do some actual wrestling moves. 
and, and there's nothing more painful than watching him do joint manipulation. <laughs> him in a match against like Randy Orton, that would be just that sadistic just fight, you know? <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. That guy yeah, that guy, if you've seen him, that's where he's doing the joint manipulation. Dude, my fingers hurt. I played football for 17 years. They don't hurt now, but, man, they hurt when I see them, So, It's crazy. Um, but, yeah, so NXT Review, man, UK, five-star, man. Great job to you guys on your first, uh, on your first uh, takeover. I look forward to the next ones coming up. And I want to start seeing them in different arenas, too. Uh, I want to start seeing it kind of tour around that little island out there and get into the bigger arenas and see more people show up because I think they could easily fill up a place with fifty to sixty thousand people the way it's going right now. So, um, so we're going to segue now. We talked about Finn Balor and kudos to that guy for uh, traveling the way he does. Man, that guy's just on a tear right now. Um, he he kills it in NXT UK, gives him a nice solid bump, and it shows up the Monday Night Raw. And has to do two matches. First one was against, uh, you know, uh, Jinder Mahal. Favorite, yeah, Jinder Mahal, um, which wasn't a bad match actually. I think uh, I think Finn Balor did a great job carrying it, uh, and then goes right into the fatal four way at the end. And uh, sure enough, what ends up happening? John Cena gives him the rub. Oh man. Oh, yeah. Got the Undertaker's shake. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it goes – when you look at that, it goes all the way back to the very beginning of the episode. You know, uh, we got the whole ruthless aggression from Cena, uh, Vince McMahon, you know. And it, I don't know. I know people are thrilled that he's there, but Vinnie Mac being out there, it's fantastic. I love it. And the fact that his engaging with, with them, uh, Cena, the whole thing with Cena and – I've been your show. Everyone has left, which I it's like, come on, dude. Why are you going to do that when you're in the same boat of you leaving also? Like you're doing the yeah. same thing. Don't, I mean, you already went that route where you talked about the rock before you came back and apologized. Now you're going to talk about how, you know, Austin left rock left taker left. You stayed. Guess what, bro? You're leaving. I get if you look when you look back at it, it's kind of like a foreshadow to what's going on because by the time it all ended, with you know the match and we had McIntyre and and um, Balor and Cena, uh, who was the fourth guy again? Oh, uh, some no, it wasn't Braun because he got kicked out earlier. Yeah. Uh, McIntyre, Finn, Lone Wolf. Oh yeah, yeah Perry, that's, Corbin, right. that's why. Dumbass. That's why yeah. I forget about it because he's <laughs> yeah. an incredible person. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, and then it goes to the match. It was a fantastic match. Like, I oh, was not expecting it to be as good as it was, though it should have been just because of who was on the match. Uh, but just, you know, it's not very often with a fatal four-way on a, on a Monday night or Tuesday night show really outperforms what it should be, you know. Uh, and it did. It, it, they, they all delivered. And Balor got the pin on Cena. And Cena gave him the rub. I mean, how many times has Cena done? Cena's been on TV, what, five times in the last seven months? And three of those times, he was giving the rub. Whether it was Roman, uh, Becky Lynch a week ago, and now Finn Balor. Uh, this is fantastic. 
We're seeing Finn Balor in that title hold, though they, you know, WWE again played the, you know, try to make us feel stupid by acting like stuff hasn't happened and talking about how he hasn't got his title shot since he lost the belt when, in theory, he's had technically two opportunities. Once he fought Rollins to fight for the Universal title and lost. And then when the night after Roman won the belt from Brock, he came out and said, I want to give Finn Balor an opportunity, give Finn Balor the chance he never got his chance. That's yeah, Finn Balor again, his opportunity. So I'm just tired of WWE trying to act like we're dumb and don't remember stuff. Um, you know, twice that night, because not only did that happen, but then, oh no, it was a SmackDown. What night was, uh, was, was the King there? Was that Monday or Tuesday? Uh, that was uh that was Monday night because Monday it was because he walked out of Vince's uh, office. So that's twice. So twice in one night they wanted to make us feel like we couldn't remember things because not only do they have that with with uh, Finn Balor's comment, they made comments about Finn Balor, but then we had you know Rhino and Heath Ledger back there. Or he he Slater, I'm sorry. Uh, but it's like I thought he quit. I thought he or he got fired, and this happened, and this happened. Get your continuity straight, man. You guys have a office and a headquarters full of writers. Stop paying like we don't know what we're talking about. Like we don't remember shit. We, it's not like we just watch once a week or once a month or whatever it is. Uh, but no, Balor going to Royal Rumble, fighting Brock Lesnar for the championship. I love it. I love it more than Braun Strowman being that title match because I actually want Balor to win it. And the fact that if he wins it, I will be there to watch him win it. No. So, so – <laughs> So you're so, and l- let me let me kind of throw into this on this now. You're, t- uh, I agree with you everything with the comments you said about WWE right now. Uh, I like the fact that Vince is in there because it's trying to, uh, we're trying to spark some life back in the raw and everything. I get that. Um, but where I want to kind of rewind really quick is about Braun Strowman on this really quick. Yeah. Um, the thing that frustrates me the most is when they keep reusing the same stuff. On the same person. How many times now has Braun Strowman been headlined to do the title match against Brock Lesnar, and then all of a sudden, a week or two before, he loses that opportunity? Well, I don't I'm, get it. Well, if you don't, if you don't know why, it's well, I, I know why, but it's, I mean, he's obviously not clear to fight it yet. That's not the WWE's fault. That's yeah. them. I mean, that's when it's WWE, where it's their fault is the fact that they're putting their faith in this guy. And he can't stay healthy when it comes down to the moment where it needs to be performed. Uh, I think that he will eventually. I think he will be uh, cleared by a Royal Rumble, which I could also see them inputting him into this match next week if it's cleared. I think what them doing this route and changing things up and putting Balor in is they're trying to make a storyline happen so it looks like it, it continues and it works compared to the last time where they just threw somebody in. And it made no yeah. sense. They just did that two, you know, three months ago, and or two months ago, and it made no sense when it happened. So now they're pre-acting rather than having to react last second. And I think that's what it comes down to for this one. That's why they had the match to earn that spot. Yeah, I just, I, I don't know. I just don't like their their presentation, uh, presenting of it though. He, they've done this several times with him now. It, it just one thing after another. I like the fact that Finn Balor's in there, and it's just because of the simple fact that. I think Finn Balor needs to have that that championship. So, I think they need to get Brock out of there. What are your thoughts then? Do you think that they should just keep coming out and saying that Braun Strowman hasn't been cleared yet? I mean, what, makes... what storyline does that have? It has not that does nothing for yeah. anybody. 
Yeah, I, 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 I see what you're saying, but at the same time, if he's not cleared, then why bring him in this stuff? Why, why even bring him in to begin with? They should have did something a while back to be able to just put someone else in that situation. Because it's uh, – I, I mean, me personally, I see where they're going with it because I know they want to set it up where there's a potential WrestleMania showdown between Brock and Braun because everyone wants it to happen. But not everyone because no one wants to see Brock Lesnar as champion anymore. We're not going to see that. We're going to see Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor for the Universal Title. My okay. freak, you're back there. You're my freak. Throw your stuff in there, man. I see you hyped, ready to go. Let's do it. Ah, so yeah, no. It's and if you're not ready to go, well, we got two words for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a simple gesture. Right, right Halfway there. Uh, yeah. No. Um, I'm I'm kind of in the same boat with you guys. I'm I'm ex- I'm happy that it's Finn Balor. Um, you know the rub, the nod from Cena, the fact that it was like, all right, it was it was Cena that he pinned that whole ruthless aggression thing, and it just brought up like just like all this nostalgia and all that stuff. And it's like, all right, it's awesome. Um, but yeah, with like with with the whole Brock thing, I'm just like he's still injured. Like I, I get you know you have faith in him, you know big guy. Hopefully he'd be healthy and cleared by the time, but. You know when you Bron, excuse me, yeah, Bron. Uh, but when you have it, like, Brock's not hurt. He's just a bitch. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you didn't know. Your ass better call somebody. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, it's in. You know, it better to make the call like two weeks before than like the week before. Like, how many times that happened? Like, even with like. uh, uh, twice in last year for Survivor Series. First, you had Jinder Mahal versus Brock Lesnar, and then you scrap that and then give it to AJ, and then you have AJ against Brock Lesnar, which we we're all hyped for. It was going to be a great match, and it was. It delivered. It was a good match. And then fast forward to last last Survivor Series, where a week before you had Daniel Bryan win the title over AJ, and then we got Daniel Bryan versus uh, Brock Lesnar. You know, so like like one week kind of time frame is just like. Why do this now? You could have done it like a week before, a couple weeks before. So I think with thinking about that and kind of how confusing it gets, that's why they're doing it two weeks before Royal Rumble. So you can kind of build some legitimacy to it in the fact like, hey, Vince here because he did this, this, and this. Versus like Braun showing up at TLC and having other people beat the crap out of Baron Gordon for And And I guess it just goes to show too, though, that the writing that was done before the McMahon took over – going in the direction they want to. You can obviously see this is uh, showing that they're really trying to yeah. fix this situation with Raw. Because I do think that was probably one of the better Raw shows they've had in the last couple months uh, with all the matches they had going on. So, so Brock Finn, we'll be talking more about that next week with pre-show. Because it is next week. Yeah. Uh, and then we move on to what was the other good big thing of the night. Uh, we had the IC oh, title. Lady. Yeah, the, the IC title. For, uh, you had the champ, uh, Dean Ambrose versus Seth Rollins versus what was it again, uh, Bearded Master? What were you saying? Right before pre show? Lashley. 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 Ha ha. We're here, and Lashley's going to win the belt. Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. There you go. 
Wonderful standing ovation. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so yeah, Bobby Lashley gets a belt, and it's not the heavyweight that we thought he'd get first. It's the IC, which if you are a WWE fan, you know that the IC is usually the setup belt for a potential heavyweight run. That's what they've had in the past. That's what they've done with it before. So well, well, you also have to realize, too, that aside from the women's champion, the IC belt is the only big championship belt that shows up to Monday Night Raw. That is true. Bobby Lashley is right now the man on Raw. Not no, no, the no, man. No, 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 Just on Raw. Just on Raw. Almighty. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold the on. The Almighty. He, he could be the man on Raw, but when it comes down to it, as long there's as only man. one man That's in right. WWE. That's right. Um, it was a good match, and I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see what they do with Bobby oh. Lashley. I, I like the lack of talking Bobby Lashley right now. I don't. I I'm don't like the anno- – well, I go for it. So here's the thing. What has been the title of Monday Night Raw? The IC title. Okay. So what is, in their eyes, the flagship show of WWE? Raw. SmackDown. Oh, I'm sorry, Raw. Okay. So would you tell me that the flagship show and the flag – basically the main title – on the show because we know the universal title isn't there, and now we have the IC title, which is supposed to be, the, which is over the last three years has become the number one title in the organization. They hold that belt up higher than they hold the universal title, and that's just the way it's been. They put the U- the IC title up ahead of the the, the WWE title nonstop. Uh, who made that title? Rollins? Seth Rollins. No, the Miz. No, it wasn't. Anyways. The business is on the same brand. Well, the only reason why we know what the universal title looks like, too, because it hasn't been around, is because we see the WWE championship, and it's just red instead of blue. Pretty much. So, continue, uh, sir. so you know, we have this title. that doesn't show up. Uh, this is the flagship title, so to speak, because it's by default become the main, main title on the main brand for WWE. It was held, you know, off. It's been held for with some legitimacy. Everyone has held it, but over the last six months, that belt has changed hands more times than the SmackDown Tag Team Belt, the Women's Championship belts. Uh, they basically that belt has changed hands more in the last six months than the U.S. title has. The U.S. title hasn't even been on half the shows. So you're telling me that it's just it's ridiculous the fact they keep changing hands so many times. That belt has changed hands three times over the last 65, 70 days. Why do you think that happens though? I because because the belt because the U.S. <laughs> uh, the universal title isn't being defended at all. So exactly. one belt's not being changed hands. Might as well have the other one switch hands. But when it also goes further, we have one behemoth who doesn't talk with the belt. Now we have another behemoth who doesn't talk. With the belt, and I'm sorry. When you're going to talk about the main guy having the title, they should be able to do all aspects of the business, and they get they can come in and dominate and whip some ass. But a week and a half ago, Bobby Lashley wasn't whipping ass; he was out there smacking his own ass. I mean, let's come, let's be real here. Um, I don't think he, I think he deserves a title eventually, but I don't think he does it right now. I think that what he's got is he's got. I don't know. He just he hasn't won any feuds. He he does just they're throwing him in there, give him the belt. Whether that's to release it off of Dean and Seth and get them storming going, maybe it's to get it off and let, let something happen with Dean. 
and Bobby, so it releases Seth, so Seth can go down the U.S. title or Universal title. And if that's the case, then fine. Maybe I'm being a little impatient right now. Maybe because I just I'm not entertained by Bobby Lashley at all. Yeah, and then it has to come with Leo Rush too. God, talking about like Jimmy Hart of the of the new millennium. No, Jimmy uh, Hart. I could I could take Jimmy Hart. I can't. You know. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, phone. So I, I I totally see what you're saying. I I, I want to see what they do with Bobby Lashley and see what they go because he you know I, obviously he still has stuff going with uh, uh, Elias, uh, and I don't know if they're trying to get Elias into it that way too because that's a possibility. I mean, it just like you said that that belt's been changed so many times, but the reason why is because they only have the one freaking belt next to the tag team titles in the women's championship. So and they, you just made you know, another point, Elias, Elias has won the feud with Bobby Lashley. So why yeah. didn't Elias get a title chance before Bobby Lashley did? And that and everyone knows that I'm a I'm, a, I'm an Elias fan. Yeah. Um, I've been talking Elias with a title reign at some point. I've been talking about that for damn near a year now. Yeah. And the fact that he's, he won the feud with Bobby Lashley and yet he's in the backstage singing about Baron Corbin hiding in the limo instead of in a match. Come on, man. I I think it's going to be more set up for him to get it. Like you said, I think Elias is ready to get a reign because he's got his fan base for it and everything, and it would bring a positive uh, spin to the show. I think that's the route you get him in there with is with Bobby Lashley because he's the only one who's had a really good, successful major feud with Lashley. Yeah, but we said the same thing a year ago about Rusev when Rusev Day first started getting hot and it was the perfect timing. We said the same thing six months ago when we thought it was perfect time for Joe to get a title. The WWE, until it happens, they're not going to let it happen. It's just, it's not. My at, least on, at, at least on Raw. Yeah. Raw, Raw, Raw is trying to turn. It, it was a good show. It was much it's better than shows they had. Yeah, it's a uh, step in the right direction. Yeah, which sure. which actually does kind of lead to uh, the next topic I wanted to kind of segue into. Um, so you got the McMahons that took over about two, three weeks ago now, and they said they want to get more involved into it. We kind of dabbed on this a couple of weeks ago about is this their opportunity to start kind of changing a little bit because we had mentioned how fans are getting restless with the PG rating. They want to kind of see a little bit more uh, – you know, whatever they want, something more than just the the kid friendly stuff. And over the last couple of weeks, we've actually seen WWE start kind of uh, moving toward that ninety uh, esque kind of like trying to jump back in the MA levels. Uh, the two instances they had this week alone, uh, and you can even go back the week before. Uh, obviously, a couple of them da- uh, deal with uh, Mandy and. Uh, I know that's never a horrible thing for a bearded master to talk about. <laughs> uh, you know, you got, you've got his, uh, or you got her uh, feud going right now with, uh, with the Usos and with uh, Naomi. Naomi starts off last week with the whole towel incident. And then this week it's a familiar hotel room incident as well. And uh, yeah, man, popping off, going uh, Tratus a little bit there with uh, some lingerie and everything. Except so- for, it's better than when Trish Stratus did it. Um, no, no, not talking about just in fact, like just the fact of Manny Moore. It's our Manny Rose. Um, <laughs> I was like, wait, what? I'm like, wait. <laughs> yeah, 
Bro, no, you just disrespected no, no, no. Creative's creation by calling her the wrong name? No, man. I get, have to get out. I'm, so something popped up on my phone, and that's why that. the other one was on there. I'll, you know, something, was your, something. That was, that was your that was your notification about this is us, right? Exactly, oh, yeah. it was. I was gonna say it was NBC related. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, the the whole the Manny Rose situation, it's there's something more to it than just sex appeal. Yes, she's using the sex appeal to make the story happen. But given if you look back 15 years ago, that's where it was going. It was the to be that sex appeal moment. That's Absolutely. not that's not what we're getting with the storyline. Yes, she's utilizing it. And 15 years ago would have been using that sex appeal to bring the man in and get that going. No, this time it's coming in so that she can get her the wife to get off her game because she straight up says it. You thought it was about you, Jimmy? Jimmy, darling, no. This is not nothing. To you, you, I want nothing to do with you. This is all about your wife. And I just want I want to get in her head. And, that, you know, and, and the fact that they, they, they keep going along that lines and that they've built it up where, yeah, this is what we're going to get to get there. But it's actually there's more to it than that. And I like it. You know, a year ago, we had the whole thing with Enzo and Lana and Rusev. And it was that that oh look at the scandalous what's happened in my room kind of thing. We're not getting that. We're getting a storyline that's going to amplify what's going on with, with Mandy and Naomi. And I think that is going to be what the big story here is going to be. Now I didn't want to cut you off so you can finish off, but uh, Mind Freak, are you more disturbed to the fact that he knew exactly every line that Mandy said? <laughs> that was like that was almost quality. Like that could have been a skit right there, buddy. I, I'm kind of scared. How many times did you watch I, I don't do it often. I, I, I'm, I, all right, guarantee, guarantee this. Marty's watching this whole thing play out, and, and mind you, he probably watched it a good ten times. Paused yeah. it on a couple times, and real quick, it, just like yeah. So no. yesterday. Um, I might have finally got my box replaced because they sent me the wrong box for my cable. Because um, <laughs> the one they sent me didn't have DVR set up, which is supposed to have DVR, and I want I needed it because this coming Friday, plug here, while Women Are Wrestling uh, makes its premiere for season two on Access Network, so I wanted right. to make sure that I had my DVR set up so I can have you know because I work on Friday, so I wanted to make sure it was set and ready to go. Yeah. So I had to go get a new box. So. I had to make sure that the rewind button and pause buttons and play buttons all worked prior. Um, so what was the first thing I watched was the box got fixed. Smackdown. So, so, so for my uh, classic wrestling fans, uh, that would be his situation would be like if you had a VHS tape that, you know, for us old guys that used to record stuff. And for some reason, there was one part of VHS that looked like it always had a messed up line go through it or something. And of course a sex scene happened right at that time. That is Marty's equivalent right there. That's what he did. He's watched it enough. He so, knows that line. He's got every curve traced. I had, I remember <laughs> speaking of VHS and I this is off tangent right here and off topic. Uh, I remember WrestleMania 2000. They, uh, that was like a big thing. Um, I had, I was like that. I, I, that was my birthday. I, I just turned 13. Um, they were doing a whole day. So they were playing from WrestleMania 1 all the way to WrestleMania 2000. And I literally have tapes of that film. And that WrestleMania 2000, that was a good that was a good one. That we had, I mean, we had Trish Trash, TNA. 
We had the whole train with Godfather D'Lo Brown. And then let's not forget we had, you know, the cat versus Terry Runnels in the middle of that ring. Um, it's a good VHS. Knuckly, now we have the network that has all that digital slides for us. Knuckly? I, I said luckily. Said, I said luckily. Like, man, you got to get away from the wall when you're watching those videos. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> and, and I'll actually take you one up on that, Marty. With how you recorded all that, I actually have a box, a, lot, a foot locker with a bunch of old VHS tapes. Like oh, the they, they had VHS tapes for Mae Young and Fabulous Moolah? No, 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 no. That, that that was on a whole different stream. I have WrestleMania one recorded. WrestleMania two. I have all of them up until eventually, you know, the uh, the pirated boxes that people used to buy in the back of the Sporting News no longer were working. Um, yeah, <laughs> but uh, going back to the MA, uh, there was another situation that came up, and this is the reason why I wanted to bring this up. It's just them trying to go back to the nineties. The uh, Right now, we're all bummed that Alexa Bliss right now is being subject, uh, subjected to a moment of bliss. I would much rather see her in the ring. We know she's got some injuries. I would we got too, but, but I, I quite enjoy moment of bliss. I don't know what the hell I, you're I, talking about. I love moment of bliss. It's, yeah. Yeah. Maybe not when Ronda's on the show. But, yeah, you know. but, but, but I mean, I mean, I mean when, it, when it's Monday nights, I know it's something to look forward to. is a nice little moment of bliss. Come on now. Right. So, so I would, with you? Like I said, I'd rather see you in the ring wrestling. Um, however, however, right before they had one of those little moments again, for some reason, I had to walk into the locker room and all of a sudden, boom, oh my gosh, I'm trying to get dressed. Is WWE, you think they're getting more relaxed, especially with the fact that Fox is going to be taking SmackDown? Do you think they're pushing to try to get to MA status again? I'm going to let Mind Freak take this first because I know, I mean, I love Bliss, but I know that's his girl. Um, I'll jump in afterwards, but Mind free, go ahead and jump in first on this one. Yeah, I, I think they oh, are. Marty but, yeah, what Marty said. All right, move on. No, I mean, <laughs> I literally toss it up for you to nail it out the park, and you still. Uh, uh, <laughs> <sighs> uh, yeah, now, now I think about I'm, it. Um, all right, go ahead, my freak. Um, go ahead, buddy. Um, now nah, I'm good. <laughs> that's fine that's all right next time no, I'll, give I, you, I'll give you a week's notice of when you're going to be able yeah. to have a moment to talk so yeah. you can start building up your comments now yeah i totally what, agree what, with what marty just said i'm all on board for it next one <laughs> all right no, so um, no uh, based on everything that's been going on with it with i mean i mean we've kind of been seeing it for the last you know couple months with them pushing those storylines um you know like I I, know, I think we mentioned it last week, you know, like Samoa Joe, AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, Jeff Hardy, um, Naomi and Mandy, um, even Alexa Bliss going in the locker room and stuff like that. So they're, they're borderline pushing that status just to see what they kind of can get away with. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it does go back to like a TVMA and we get a little bit more brutality, a little more like, whoa, really kind of thing going up there. But at the same time, you know, there are, you know, with the way the generation is, you know, you know, with Cena bringing up the ruthless aggression, the '90s, you know, the Attitude Era. Calm down, um, Dwayne. Don't start talking about the generation. <laughs> I got two words for you, Marty. Anyway, uh, <laughs> um, I wouldn't be surprised if they did, or or kind of had like one show as like the MA and one like PG thirteen, just depending on who's 
you know, like TV 13, like who's on it, what they have with it. Um, I see them doing one or the other, maybe both, but I mean, if they keep pushing the, you know, pushing the line and doing what they're doing, absolutely. I can see it. Stage is yours beard. Um, so I don't think that's them going MA. I think it's them going to the route of, uh, saying, Hey, you know what? We're not ruthless aggression. We're not the attitude era. We're not the reality era. We're just, we're WWE. We're going to do whatever we want. We're going to, we're going to give you a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Um, I think they teased that to make it, I think that their main focus was more along the lines of, we are going to change things up. We're not going to give the same content, PG-13 content you're used to. It's going to be a little bit different. This is us saying, hey, we are changing. We don't know what we're going to go yet, but we're going to give you a little bit of something different. And we're going to blur those lines a little bit because we know that's where our fan base wants. Now, as far as that goes, the whole bit and scene of the Lexa Bliss, they're not that I'm disappointed in it. Um, it made no sense. There was no relevancy to it. Yeah. The whole the whole story, when we look at SmackDown and we have Mandy Rose doing her thing last week, this week, whatever it may be, that made it's sense. towards a storyline. It, it made yeah. sense. The whole Alexa Bliss thing, it made abs- it was out of place. It wasn't yeah. leading to a storyline. It, it, it there was no reason for it. It was that, like, hey, we're gonna bring it up. force it in there. Okay, yeah. now it's like now you're forcing it for a reason, and that's not cool. Now if it happens because it's part of the storyline, hey, I'm on board with it. You know. Uh, you know, if if we see all of a sudden Brock's or Braun Strowman is in the back and he's getting a fight with Baron Corbin and he throws Baron Corbin through the door and all of a sudden there's Alexa Bliss, okay, there's some kind of relevancy there. Yeah. But we didn't get that. We get a knock. Nobody answers. Okay, I'm gonna walk in anyways. That's why I wanted to bring it up because that's when I finished watching it. Uh, I was like, what the hell did this have to do with? anything anything of any relevance whatsoever it was like they were reaching for it and that's what i didn't like about it like i i i agree with you when it's like hey wow okay cool uh but at the we same got time Mandy chilling in a chair in a hotel yeah. with a rope got it oh we got alexa bliss just getting ready and then the stage boy pa walked yeah. out there Okay. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of a uh, creepy. But hey, you do. Yeah, you know. yeah, it was. But you know, I I hope they don't make this something, or at least they don't do it like in the situation with Alexa Bliss a lot. And the reason why I say that is because if we were having this podcast five or six years ago, first of all, we'd probably be the first ones doing the podcast. Uh, second of all, though, <laughs> and we um, and we probably have professional sound and audio equipment. Yeah, that's true. At least five <laughs> years later, we would. Um, we talk about we'd be using is- like the Home Alone sound. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the other thing. The other thing that kills me about this is that ever since we started this cast and well before it, we've been shooting high praises about the women's division as a whole, not for the women and how they look, because trust me, there's phenomenal looking women in the women's division. It's what they're doing in the mat, and it's what they're doing on the mic. They're no longer the valets. They're no longer the the five-minute in-between matches. There's no more stupid swimsuit competitions, no more pillowcase matches, whatever. These guys are busting their asses out there and earning respect. Like they and, and they're running the show. They got their own pay-per-view. They're headlining may, uh, other pay-per-views. It's all going in a direction, and to me – Alexa Bliss's little segment just seemed like it was a, a glimpse of, hey, let's go back to valet for a minute. And it just it just had no place in the show whatsoever. 
So that's why I wanted to bring it up and say, do you think they're trying to strive and reach for the 90s because that was the pinnacle of wrestling at the time with Stone Cold, The Rock, DX, everything going on, the Monday Night Awards? Do you think they're trying to obtain that with certain situations happening now outside of WWE with new leagues and everything? Do you think they're trying to obtain that again? I think they're trying to grab a demographic. I think they yeah. definitely think they're doing whatever they can to reach everybody who might have something. you know. But look at that show. We have people who want to watch wrestling. We have people who obviously want to bring – they're going to use Cena to bring in that that demographic. We're going to have the sex appeal by doing whatever it was with Alexa Bliss. So people are going to tune in for that. We're going to have a badass Ronda Rousey on here, so we're going to tune in for that. I mean they're literally trying to grab every single straw they can because they don't want to lose anything to anybody else. That is apparent. And, and we're going to get into that in a moment. But what made this even more awkward – was the fact that we got an, another announcement during that moment of bliss that this scene with her devalues what the women are doing yeah. with the roster. And that goes to the announcement that we finally have. Well, we got the announcement we're getting them, but we actually have a tangible belt for the women's tag team division. And before we go any further, Holy hell, those belts look badass. Oh, dude, they are. Yeah. Those are oh, by yeah. far the best looking belts in the WWE hell on any brand. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. But now but now I don't know if it was me the only one that caught this, but to me, there's only one set. There yeah, is so there, that so there's only one. That's why it's the women's division tag team, not raw or smackdown women's. They don't so, have enough women. To, it's gonna be a belt that just goes from brand to brand. Yeah, yeah, it's well. I mean, they're going to have enough women soon enough, and the reason why I say that is because they're going to get flooded with people. There, people are coming True. up left and right. You know? But they're not going to have enough women to have. They don't so, have enough showtime and enough women to have two separate tag team divisions. Gotcha. I mean, if you have if you have five tag teams Six. per brand, no, no, hold on. Hold oh, on. okay. If you have five tag teams per brand, then you only have so many people who are. St- Strictly going for that women's title, gotcha. and, and, and yeah. you know, at that point, you kind of you kind of narrow down what you can do. Um, yeah. That'd be like saying, "Hey, we have SmackDown, we have Raw. Well, we're gonna take, with the exception of three guys. So it's it's like SmackDown, with the exception of Samoa Joe, Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles. Every other guy in the roster is gonna be a tag team. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, that's that's yeah. because that's what it narrows down to. Now, yeah, when they're going to do a limited chain, chamber, like you're, I, you're about to mention, yep. that the way they're going to name the tag team, yep. that is badass. Oh, it is. Yeah. Now we're, I mean, we've already got, we've had, the, you know, uh, did they have, did we have a, a men's tag team elimination chamber already? I don't think so. I think that that like we did a couple years ago. No? Okay. I can't remember. No. I can't remember. So, yeah. Last year, we had the first women's elimination chamber. Yep. And now we're going to get the first tag team. What, elimination chamber with and the women? three on three that's that's pretty no, awesome no, no no three from each brand yeah yeah that's three three, three, three. Yeah. which makes you wonder is like okay how is the elimination chamber going to work when you have essentially 12 people in there with tactics yes yeah. one per whoever is and the way that the elimination chamber works is, and that's why i feel like we've had an elimination chamber tag team before because i'm pretty sure it's it's once you lose the whole team's out Gotcha. Well, and then, oh, okay, so so essentially, so essentially, what maybe what will happen is 
you have you have three from each brand, so you're going to have uh, a starter from each brand. You know, yes, you yeah, well, exactly. You have one, and then you have and then yeah, yeah, yeah. They've had other tag team things similar without the elimination chamber, and yeah, I'm sure they'll run the rule where it's uh once you're once one of you are eliminated, the whole team's out. Well, then then then, then what it comes down to is then then do you kind of get maybe like a Survivor Series esque type of presence to it? Like, hey, we're all gunning for the the uh, the ta- you know the women's tag team champion. Do we want to bring it back to our specific brand, or are they going to unify it? So like, hey, and so we're the last teams we're fighting together, kind of thing. You hey, think? and and just to let you know. We did have a tag team elimination chamber for the belts, and that was at 2015 elimination chamber so when the new day the new day beat the Ascension, Los Matadores, primetime players, and then Tyson and Cesaro. So we have had an elimination chamber tag team match, yeah, and it was a it was a a once you lose, you're out. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then go back to what you were just saying there, Mind Free. Because of the one belt, it's going to be universal until they. Well, I, I, I know, I know, it's going to be universal. But but it's just like is it are they going to try to set it up as like oh is it brand supremacy you guys fight until you're the last like two teams or three teams from Raw then fight out kind of thing or is it no, still going to be like I think it would be lame I think it would just be yeah. hey you're going to win the belt you're the champs and you get the bounce from show to show so you're going to get the most screen time so yeah. I think that's how they're going to probably yeah. want to roll it. Um, so yeah, and then and then before we go to the last topic, just talking about SmackDown because we talked a little bit about Raw. How about that match between Ray <laughs> and almost, huh? My God, what match? Now let's uh, start Ray Mysterio oh. versus. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was it was, it was I like a one star on that one. I don't know. One star. Get right? out. No. Oh, was that was that a big match? Oh, my bad. I apologize. <laughs> that match is that match is badass. That match is badass. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So, 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 I was about to say. Oh, of course, he watched. I know he did. But I was just like, I, oh. I, so, so now we now we know he really watched that scene like twenty times on SmackDown. No, he, 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 he care about he, everything. Well, you know why he watched that match? Because Selena Vega. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. you know. Yeah. All right, all right. So before we get into it, just just a random off-topic plug. Did you see the photo op with her and almost doing Team Rocket just as like a one-off cosplay thing? <laughs> yeah. Damn. And that was Bearded Master, no locker, guys. Wow. My freak won the battle. I won. Dang. Where's my belt? <laughs> I- it's on his wall somewhere because he won. I don't know. I think I think he just took his championship. I think I just did. He's getting up, walking away like Dean Ambrose tried to do against Seth Rollins a few weeks back. It will, yeah, and and it's funny. We just got a message stepping away for a second. Uh, but but the fact that he stepped away like right as I said that, like, I couldn't tell because like right now I'm looking at the screen. Now if you're watching this, you, you get the ropes above. If you zoom in really close to that one camera, let's see, right in the middle, you're just seeing a corner of a building, right? A uh, room. I can't even. I, you know. uh, try, try to click on his screen. <laughs> He's got to speak so people can see what we're laughing about. Yeah, I know, right? I got my official Rey Mysterio mask that came from my pro wrestling tees crate this nice. uh, couple months ago. I just think that it was like it was perfectly timed as I said something about the cops winning as Team Rocket. You just got up and walked away. <laughs> well, I was waiting for this match to be talked about, so 
had on ready to go. <laughs> but the, the timing could have been perfect. So when you look at the mask, go ahead and talk again for a second, Marty. Uh, yeah, so this match is pretty tight. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, dude, you could see the fibers at the top of it just stretching and opening up to your life. We got this. We got this. You know, that's awesome. It, 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 it's the beard. It, it just can't get It is. It doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I, I, I actually think I might be subscribing to that uh, that wrestling uh, box set now since my uh, World's Finest is done for the year. Dude, we'll the, uh, the P. So the smack or the WWE crate slam crate from Luke Crate is fantastic. Yes, it is. Um, However, the PW crate Pro Wrestling Tees is even yeah. better. Um, they got they. So here's the thing: if you have, I know we're way off topic here. Um, they give you a super couple souvenirs. They give you a signed picture every month. They give you two T-shirts every month. I mean, the stuff is fantastic. I mean, they have they give a so like the Slam crate. They have figures. They have like a micro bruiser freight, uh, and they give a DVD and every car and everyone you know. Uh, and, it's, and it's fantastic. The reason why you want to go with PW Crate, the Pro Wrestling Crate, is because simply put, man, uh, growing up and Pro Wrestling was the magazine if you were in the wrestling. And I remember at one point my entire wall was just littered and covered with pictures. I was able to pull out Pro Wrestling Magazine of all my favorite wrestlers and everything on there. Of course, I'd get the PW uh, box over WWE's because WWE's is just going to be the stuff I could buy at the shop versus what you've shown on uh, on our uh, Instagram account and everything. There's some high-quality stuff in there, man, and it doesn't just go WWE. It's every brand, which I like the most. Yeah, uh, so like the, and they cover everybody. I mean, a month last month, uh, they had – I mean, we, last month they had like um, – Fly Flyers, so like Young Bucks had T-shirts in there. They had Mysterio Mask in there. A month before that, they had a Stone Cold Broken Ranch Skull, a Broken Skull Ranch drinking T-shirt on, on there. It's awesome, dude. Like some of the shirts they're given are some quality ass shirts. It's awesome. I love it. Yeah, no, so I, and you get it. You get it every month. Can we can we hashtag that? Hopefully, my uh, our editor and our producers here now. Maybe we can get some love on that. I don't know, man. That was a, that yeah. was a good seamless hashtag. Plug. PW Craig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hashtag Slam Craig. We love it. All right. Uh, so let's go on to our last topic. Uh, big news last week was uh, the formation of AEW. I got it right. Thank you. And uh, Cody Rhodes, Young Bucks, uh, Brady Rhodes starting this up. Uh, well, since then, and we already had mentioned that. Uh, in fact, I think it was something we mentioned right at the end of the cast. Let's see who puts their names in the hat as well. Now, we're not going to talk about the people that have already gone on already, Jericho and whatnot, but within the last week, we've already had some WWE stars, it sounds like, requesting to uh, get an early contract removal. Uh, from Not w even the last week. This is straight from today. Both of these are from today. Yeah, so so the first one, and this one makes sense to me, Gold Goldust. Uh, first of all, he hasn't been on show a lot. Well, he's injured. Yeah, he's injured, but then, but second of all, it's blood, it's family, it makes sense. Uh, it's not that he's, and I guarantee that if Vince, if Vince gives the okay, it's not like at any time if he wanted to come back or got the way they've been doing it in the last uh, year and a half, anyways, that AEW wouldn't let him just say, hey, go, yeah, go do Royal Rumble really quick and well, do your gold. You know, I haven't, I haven't seen anything regarding gold dust. Um, I mean, I know that there's a radio show I listened to that talked to him, that interviewed him about a month ago, um, and his regards, and he had full set 
thoughts coming back and re- uh, making his return with the WWE. So I don't know. Uh, but the WWE, as far as Goldust goes, has been really strict. Uh, his brother, he, you know, all in was outside of WrestleMania, the biggest event in wrestling in the last decade. And it happened this year. Uh, yeah. He couldn't, I mean, the other wrestlers couldn't go either, but he couldn't even go support his brother who was running this event, not even be on TV, but he couldn't even be at the arena. Like, like they said, no, you're not going to be there. Um, same thing, Zack Ryder. Zack Ryder couldn't be there. His girlfriend was fighting in the the one lone women's title or champion or one lone women's match on the whole card, and she couldn't be there. Um, no. So, you know, whether or not it does make sense, obviously, it's his brother. It's another big name that people know. Uh, maybe that's not the same caliber as like Chris Jericho, but Goldust has been in the industry for decades. Yeah. You know, and, and you have him there. Obviously, he probably wouldn't be there under the Goldust name. But he could be there underneath the Dustin Runnels or Dustin Rhodes name, and uh, seeing him and Cody be together, doing things of high caliber away from the whole Stardust Gold Dust crap that we got a couple years ago, I think that'd be awesome. Um, yeah, whether I just haven't seen anything that that does any validity to that. Uh, once it does, it'd be good to see. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, and then then the actual names that were uh, thrown out there today. Uh, we have Maria Kunis and her husband. Uh, what's his name again? Mike Canales. Thank you. Yeah, because um, he did I, take her name. Yeah, yeah. I see. I I saw that. First of all, when she came back, I think it was just over a year ago when she came back with her husband. I was like, holy crap! She came out of nowhere. I knew nothing about her signing and everything. Uh, I know that when she left WWE, it was on. Uh, it wasn't on greatest terms. And uh, it was news to me that they brought her back, and I, and they've struggled to find an angle for them. Uh, the whole greatest love couple, and well, yeah, uh, but then she got pregnant right after they got back, so that's why she, yeah. left, you know, so that's about a year gone. They just came back in twenty at the, in the middle of twenty seventeen, and yeah. then you take a year of that, you know. And Canellis, I mean, he, I think he just started making some house show appearances not too long ago. Wasn't he, was they, he yeah. part of Two Hundred Five Live? For yeah, they put him on Two Hundred Five yeah. Live about a couple months ago. Absolutely. Um, but it make to me, to me, once again, this is one of those moves that makes sense because regardless of uh, her getting pregnant or anything, come on, do you really think the angle is going anywhere? No. Uh, well, it it, it yeah. was strictly. It was they brought them on because they were talented people. Um, they were collecting a paycheck, obviously. It's getting that WWE money, you know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they're friends with the with the Rhodes. Um, th- it makes sense that they're gonna leave there, and ch- if they go, it's not saying they're going, but I mean, th- it makes sense for him to try to leave so he can be released, so he can go to AEW if that's the case. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and and Maria uh, Maria really made more of a name outside of WWE for herself than she did in WWE because unfortunately she was in the Divas era and she was. I mean, she. If I'm not mistaken, if I remember, she won the uh, the uh, Tough Enough competition. Or no, no, no. She came in third, but they signed her nonetheless. And it it was during the Divas time, so it was mainly just for visual stimulation, if you want to call it that, versus actual in ring talent at first. She now over the years, she's done a phenomenal job of building in ring talent. Like I said, she made a name for herself in TNA and outside the circuit. Big enough to where WWE brought her back in and made a big plug of it right off the bat, but she's never really gained traction her first time and now her second time, 
And it, it, to me, it sounds like it would be a win for her to, to go off to the other side uh, or go back independent or go to the AEW to, for her to build her name. Do you agree, Mind Freak? Of course yeah. it is. I mean, I, I mean, I, I know a little bit about them, but not necessarily too much. But, you know, from what I know, you know, based on what you guys are saying, the little things that I've heard or read, I really don't have that big of a comment to say anything. So, <laughs> sure. You're going to now be called the Bob Uecker uh, of our major league, man. I you just it. went full Saxton. I, I love you, buddy. No, no, I no, no. Bob Euchre was the one that had the, the comments. It was his buddy, Monty, who don't need to have the dynamite. Oh, that's right. Monty. Monty, you are the full Monty, not full Saxton, full Monty. Yeah. Uh, pitch is made, hit, foul. <laughs> oh, now, now this, this, this is going to be heartbreaking. So, uh, uh, bearded, I really need you to kind of set yourself up for this because I know this is yeah. going to hurt you, man. I, I know where you're going, and, and yes, I know this, can, this can one's tough, dude. Um, yeah, you know what? I think? Yeah, go for it, man. Did, did, did you hurt who it's going to be, right? Yeah, yeah. Marty's Marty's favorite tag team in the world, the Revival. Oh, 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 muffin. Oh, pops, no how, did, how does that just hashtag <laughs> heartbroken? um now now this also makes sense to me and i know i'm saying the same thing for all these but there's a reason why they're i mean you're you're in the wwe you're making wwe money and you're requesting to break your contract early that should tell you something and with the revival uh their biggest push was in nxt and since they've left NXT and came to the main roster, well, albeit they did, uh, Dash did get an injury, so it kind of stuttered it a little bit. But to be perfectly frank, these guys have just not been able to stick in the tag team division at all. Well, why not? They're bland. They're, they're, there's nothing about them that's, that, that hypes me to be a champ, that they're a championship quality material. So basically, if you're listening, uh, what he's basically saying in nice terms is they suck. Um, they, they just do. They, they, there's nothing to them that makes you want to tune in to watch the revival. Yeah, they are a miniature yeah. version, a lackluster version of what the club is. I actually want. I was thinking uh, a uh, a really garage band version of the Brain Busters. Yeah, like that, that's all because because that's the thing about them. They, they say it themselves. There's no flips, just hits, whatever you want to call it. They're punching and everything like that. But ultimately, I, I, you just can't get behind them because that there's nothing to them. Their mic skills are okay. They're just normal guys. Their in-ring skills are just okay. They can punch people in and, and throw their muffin top around. I think, I mean, I think <laughs> you know who they who they more recently. They are a a stockier version, like a as far as character goes, a newer character version of the Vaude villains. Like they just meant to, <laughs> they like literally they just come out. There's two guys who are just meant to be just like brawlers, and there's nothing to them. I mean, that's ex- is that not what what the Vaude villains were? They were yeah. meant to be like just brawlers, Vaude villains. Well, and- wait, wait, wait! I got one for you, Festus and Cletus. Wow. wow. Well, I mean, like I kind of already. Compared them to him, um, yeah. I mean, I did say the club. I think I think but... Cody says it best in some of the videos. 
The Revival. <laughs> Marty, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's... <laughs> it's, it's also... Now, let me throw this out there just as a side thing. Does this also show or does this also kind of flag the WWE that they need to start fixing something? Because to me, this is something we've said all along. The WWE has a crap load of talent. They've got one three-hour show with one championship, a men's championship. And then they have the tag teams in the SmackDown, or SmackDown, uh, the tag team in the ladies. Then you go over and you have a two-hour SmackDown show that, quite frankly, has a little bit better quality. And but they have the same amount of talent. You've got an NXT brand that has phenomenal talent and only has one hour. You now have a UK brand that is one hour and has uh, really good talent. Like I, I'm not putting phenomenal yet, but they're building it up again. Or they're building something new, and it's it's entertaining to watch. The problem they're running into is that when it's all said and done, you get these big names. Where are they going to be able to shine? Because there's not enough time to put them in on anything. You know, SmackDown needs that extra hour. Uh, NXT needs those extra that extra hour so they can maintain their roster versus trying to force some of these guys up. Like right now, they've been doing a campaign for three weeks now for Lars Sullivan, Lacey Evans, uh, mach- heavy machinery, which is garbage. Sorry, uh, <laughs> and, 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 and Nikki Cross, EC3, L and EC3. Excuse me, and EC3. And, and a four-week, they're not even on a roster kind of thing yet. So should WWE be concerned that some of their talent is now asking for early entry access uh, so they get to AEW? I think it, it's something that you're looking to be concerned about if they go to AEW. Given the talent that's asking to leave isn't talent worthy that they need to worry about. I mean, it just isn't, isn't. Um, if you're having, like, top talent, even higher mid-grade talent asking for that release, if you're asking for Zack Ryder, for that release, you know, I, I mean, given he's not a main star, but he does bring people to watch. People do tune in for Zack Ryder, and people hope to see him on TV. They just never do it. Um, but when it comes down to, I, I think that when you look at those two, pe- those four people and those two sets, they could be leaving for creative reasons. They could be using for non-utilization. Um, they could be leaving to go to AEW. We don't know. Is AEW a possibility? Absolutely. Does it make sense for Maria and Mike to go there? Will they be showcased a little bit more? Probably. And Maria would give another name to that women's division. Um, you go to the Revival, and they've been feuding Twitter online with the Young Bucks. So for how could, long? For you know, a few months now. Yeah. So that it makes sense of them going there trying to make that happen because obviously the Bucks aren't coming to the end or, uh, WWE. Now, that's like I'm saying, you know, if they're leaving because they want to go there, that's something for them to be concerned about because then you lose these guys, then you start to lose your, your other talent that you don't want to lose. Now, mm-hmm. given that they're under contract, they can go the route with Neville and he, they ask for the, re- the release. And they could just leave them off TV for the next however long month, months they have left on our contract. I think it was a, over a year for Neville. Yeah, well, no, it was 10 months. Close enough. Damn. So, long- you know, you got that going. But then you have, you know, so I guess it comes down to whether or not they go to the WWE or the AEW. If they go, that's something to be concerned about. If you start seeing more talent that's asking to leave, that's something to be concerned about. But yeah. if they're just leaving just because they're not being utilized or because – they just don't want to be there no more because it's not working for them. That's something different. I don't think that's something to be worried about because people, you know, look at Neville. Neville asked for his release and it had nothing to do with AEW. You know? Yeah. 
Uh, my freak, you gonna throw anything in on this, buddy? Nah, just yeah. <laughs> nah. You Mario, got some- Mar- oh, man. Yeah, no, it's. I mean, it's it's like Marty said. You know, it's they're not being utilized. If if they go to AW, then let them go. I mean, it's really it, in. Oh, I'll say it, in the last year, how often have we seen uh, uh, Mike or Maria on TV, other than two hundred five? In the last year, or more maybe so, once. So how how often have we seen the revival on TV before, like this last couple of weeks with their championship run? Too I think many this, times. <laughs> I think this is the most that we've seen the revival on TV, like within the last four years and like the last four months than they have, like since they've been brought up. And yeah, yeah I know that they had they had the injury and all that stuff. But I mean, if they're not being utilized and they just want to leave. It's something that they shouldn't be concerned with because you have other tag teams coming up. You have other superstar talent going here and there and all that kind of thing. So, yeah, well, it's something that we definitely want to keep our eyeballs out for the next, uh, you know, couple months. I think that's where you're going to really see what AED is go or AED, AEW is going to uh, put out there. Uh, I think that's where we're really going to see what kind of impact you're going to have over the next couple months to see what kind of talents out there because there are a lot of talent outside of WWE named uh, have, have do I have to mention one guy in particular uh, with a, a different KO how about that uh, that's out there that could be uh, uh, that could be going in that direction you know I so it'd be interesting to see what happens over the next uh, uh, couple months on uh, and their stuff so uh, I think that's did well, he KO uh, just sign like a big contract though? Did he just sign like a big contract this year, like five year contract? Oh yeah, no, no. I'm saying there's another KO out there. I was not trying to mention any particular person, but he was like in Japan for a couple of years and had a pretty good rivalry going with some. Yeah, there you go. We don't have to worry about that because the cleaner will be at WWE at Royal Rumble. <laughs> um, hey, I I think that's a show, guys. I think we covered all the basics this week. What do you yep. guys think? I think it's fantastic. Absolutely. Uh, other than what they see on the screen there, Mind Freak, can they follow? Can they these guys follow you anywhere else? Yeah, follow me at Twitch at twitch.cv slash BTV Mind Freak. Uh, mainstreaming days right now for our Mondays and Tuesdays, bringing you guys high uh, high content uh, with Destiny Gaming and all that kind of wonderful stuff. Um, also, check me out on Instagram at just underscore Mind Freak. Nice. Bearded Master, sir. You can find me Instagram and Twitter at a bearded master, um, as well as a um, boot to the face, boot, the number two, the face, always talking wrestling. Um, hit me up. Let's go. Let's have a thread and see what your thoughts are. Anything wrestling, whether it's WWE, uh, New Japan, Ring of Honor, AEW, uh, the followings of where KO is going to be the cleaner or where he's going to end up. <laughs> and, and see, once again, my freak, even even the bearded master, the genius of the group, messes up a softball pitch. Let me oh, tell I know. You. Even I got that one. You know what? <laughs> like KO, good day and good night. <laughs> Follow me at Masonic Vader or Masonic Vader 71 on PlayStation Network. And like I always mention, please follow us. Like us, put comments down below. Tell us if we're doing good, bad, whatever. Tell us we're douchebags or tell us we're awesome. Either we're way, just let us already get up and walk away. 
But I will say that was kind of funny. Anyways, that was funny. Uh, I, mean, I, I walk away because I bring content to the show. Just says. Yeah. And really tight masks. Next thing I, you know, it'll be like a ball gag or something. Anyways, um, <laughs> I, mean, the, I mean, I mean, he has the muff. I mean, he does have the muffin top revival shirt that looks perfect for him. Oh man, uh, thank you, Malice Court, for letting us do this show. We we thank you every week, uh, and, and we really do appreciate it. It's just us guys having fun and talking wrestling. Like I said, please let us know how we're doing. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. Definitely like our our videos on YouTube and Twitch and uh, share them around with friends. Let people know we're out there. Uh, thank you so much to our producer who's waiting for me to say the usual ending of the we finish on the one, two, three. This thing. <laughs> wow. Two weeks in a row. Talk Two about the false finish. <laughs> this thing is sticking. There we go. That's what she said. Oh, we need it. <laughs> Thank you.